With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to episode 113 of McChesney Unchained, coming to you from the lab down here at 6-0 Football Academy in Parker 10-470 South Progress Way. Uh, I'm your host, Matt McChesney, as always. Uh, you are listening to uh, DNVR and, and all things that go with DNVR.com. Make sure you check that out. Go down to the sports bar, support the Avs and the Nuggets as they chase uh, the Stanley Cup and the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Um, today's episode is going to kick ass, 113. Uh, episodes of McChesney Unchanged here on DNBR. Um, I'm excited to uh, to interview the defensive coordinator for the Colorado Buffaloes, my uh, old coach, and uh, uh, a guy who I look at like like my father, to be completely honest with you. Uh, Mr. Chris Wilson is going to join the show today, and he'll be talking about the bus and the upcoming schedule and so much more uh, as we talk about uh, the upcoming fall season. Um we're going to start off the day here on episode 113 talking about just a couple of the more broad stories in football. Uh, first and foremost, um, I, I got to get the Tim Tebow shit out of the way. Okay. Because I am, I'm trying so fucking hard to like be reasonable in how I say this, but this is the biggest joke in the history of the National Football League, the history of the National Football League. And uh, I'm not saying I don't think he can do it. I know he can't do what he's trying to do right now. And the fact that he actually has a roster spot, even if it is the 90-man roster, is an absolute fucking joke. And it makes me just – it makes me wonder – what urban Meyer's real goal is here. I mean, it seems like if you're one of urban's buddies, you're getting a job. Um, and I mean, is Percy Harvin next? You're going to sign him too. Uh, is he going to go like, is he, is he going to go kick the tires on like the, the left tackle for his national title team, whoever the fuck that was. I think this, this entire situation with Tim Tebow is Tim Tebow being a total and unequivocal media whore. He can't, he just can't get out of the spotlight. He is so narcissistic that he just can't retire and move on with his life and go be the governor of Florida or some shit. He, and, and on top of that, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the joke of a franchise that they are, they actually go out and sign this man to the roster. He's never played tight end before. If I'm a defensive lineman on that team and I'm playing a seven technique as a defensive end or I'm a Sam linebacker or a Mike linebacker or a safety or anybody – and I get the opportunity to go against the snowflake. I'm trying to cripple Tim Tebow on the practice field in OTAs. I don't give a fuck. It is on. And I know there might be some guys that are Tim Tebow fans and shit, and all you fanboys out there are going to go buy a Jacksonville Jaguars jersey. And that's cool. That's cool. But you're a fuckboy. You're, you're just as bad. You're pushing this narrative that this is acceptable. This man hasn't played in eight years. He's 34 years old. He ran a 4.75 when he was coming out of college playing quarterback. I only imagine what he's going to run at 34. 
I'm sure he can do it for a day. I mean, people joke around all the time in the gym and shit, all the old guys like, oh, I can go back and do it for a fucking day. But in actuality, you can't. You'll get broken. And I just, this is such a joke to me. And I, uh, I, I can't get over it. I, I, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. The fact that I'm listening to Tim Tebow shit on ESPN, on Fox, on the radio, people are talking about fucking Tim Tebow and he's not commentating a game or, or, you know, teaching everybody how to have the worst haircut in the history of haircuts. I, I just, you, I can't take anything Jacksonville does seriously. If I'm Trevor Lawrence, I want out right fucking now. Eli Manning it, John Elway it, get traded, leave. Get out of Jacksonville as fast as humanly possible. The agents to be on the phone, absolutely raising holy hell. And to be completely honest with you, this is this is like shut down the franchise offen- offensive, in my opinion. Just saying. Who are they going to get out of fucking retirement next? Jamarcus Russell. I, I'm just, this is uh this is not cool, not cool. So we're going to move on from that. Um, I, I really I, and I hope I really hope this pisses off the people who like Tim Tebow. I hope your boy gets absolutely fucking crippled across the middle of the field in one of these games, and everyone's like, "Oh man, we didn't see that coming." And I'm like, "I saw it. He hasn't played football in three thousand days, eight year fucking vacation, and this guy gets a job." As a member of this union, I am so disappointed. I don't even know what to do with myself. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, episode 113 rolls here. McChesney Unchained on DNBR. Um, the Nuggets uh, open up against Portland in a in a seven-gamer. The Nuggets get the three seed. Um, I am worried about Dame Lillard. I'm as worried about Dame Lillard as, you know, the sun should be about LeBron James. And if Golden State wins tonight, which I think they will, the Jazz should be about Steph Curry. That that playing game was fucking incredible. The Lakers came back. I mean, it ruined it ruined uh, my, my DraftKings weekend. I had a nice little parlay going. I picked Golden State. They were up by 12 at one point. They didn't cash out like the Demi. Uh, I should have. Remember, DraftKings is our title sponsor, and then thank you to them for all they do. Make sure you go to DraftKings.com, download the app, get it on your phone, uh, and bet on all the basketball games and all the hockey games and all the, all the big-time fights. Uh, use the promo code DNVR, uh, and, and remember that, you know, that DraftKings is, is your sports betting uh, friend and, and colleague there. They're always going to help you. You always get your money. Uh, the, the promo code for the station is DNVR. Uh, and there's there's always a promo going with it, one dollar into one hundred dollars when you place a bet. Um, it's for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred. But it, it screwed up my parlay, and I didn't even care. If you hit a thirty five footer with a, you know Draymond Green's finger in your eye, and you, <laughs> With people closing out on you when the when the clock's expiring, I'll take it. That's greatness, and I love greatness in the NBA. I love watching it. Uh, I I just want to see great games, and I think the West primarily is going to be stacked with them. Um, the Wizards got the eight seed last night, dismantling the Pacers. So we'll see what happens in the East. Everyone expects Brooklyn to come out of the East. Um, back to the Nuggets. I. Look, Joker's winning the MVP. He was just named a finalist. It's happening. That's big time. It's never happened in franchise history. That's historic. But if they go out in the first round, and it's – I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying it could easily. I mean, Portland took 
the Lakers to seven last year in the bubble. Dame Willard is Mr. Fantastic in the fucking playoffs, and he scares the absolute shit out of me as a Nugget fan. And, you know, there's Nurchich has a lot to prove coming home, and it's just the perfect matchup to get upset, in my opinion. Uh, but I, I do think Denver has the advantage of the MVP. It's just I don't know how in the hell uh, Fakazu or or Fakazu or the Italian point guard that his name sounds like fuck that guy. I don't know how in the hell he's going to cover uh, Dame Willard. So that's going to be one monumental matchup, and I can't wait to see it. Uh, they they start their playoff series this weekend. Um, it is my honor and pleasure to. Uh, to now bring on uh, the defensive coordinator for the Colorado Buffaloes. Mr. Chris Wilson is going to join us here on episode uh, 113 of McChesney Unchained on DNVR. Um, yeah, just to give you a little backstory, Coach Wilson was my defensive line coach at CU for five years. Um, and, and I, you know, I, everything I've learned as a coach and, and as a man and as a player uh, is with his guidance. And uh, I'm really excited to see what that team uh, it looks like uh, with him as the the head of the defense and getting them boys ready to go with all that NFL talent that they have up there in Boulder uh, on the roster. <laughs> Episode 113 rolls here on McChesney Unchained on DNVR.com. Check that out. Uh, everything DNVR under, uh, underscore sports there on Twitter and Instagram. And it is my honor and pleasure to bring on the defense coordinator at the University of Colorado and my uh, my coach for the whole five years I was up there. Uh, Chris Wilson joins us here on McChesney Unchained. Coach Wilson, welcome to the show, my man. It's good to see your face. Um, welcome. How are you? I'm great, Matt, man. It's, uh, I definitely appreciate you getting the old guy on the, on the phone, but uh, everything's great up here in Boulder, man. Life's good. Uh, everybody's working their tail off and, uh, you know, very grateful, very grateful for the opportunity. So, so look, you, you were there last year for the, the COVID year as, as weird as it was. And, yeah. and, you know, you guys achieved some, some goals and got to a bowl game and, and, you know, it was for all things considered, it was a pretty successful season. Um, and then you, you, Carl elevates you to defensive coordinator. And now I, I know you've got your hands all over this defense and some real yeah. talent on it. Um, just, you know, spring was kind of closed doors and you guys working and, and a lot of people wondering what is going to come out of that, that, that season last year, especially with you leading the defense. So just talk to uh, Buffalo country here a little bit about the expectations up there for your defense and some of the guys that shine this spring and, and things like that. Well, here's what I tell you, Matt, you know, last year was, was definitely a, a great stepping stone when you base it off of, uh, what we had to deal with the players more so than the coaches uh, being not being able to come out and work on a day-to-day basis, uh, not able to build chemistry sometimes, you know, because of guys being in and out. So, you know, I applaud those young men there. It lets you know that the future is really, really bright because you got a bunch of guys who want to win and now we're teaching them how to win. And so that part has really been good. You know, the thing that's been great for us, a lot of traditionists came back with Carl, you know, obviously this is his third time here. And it's my second time here. And uh, both of us had opportunities to do a lot of things, but we chose Boulder. So that tells you a lot about, about the University of Colorado and our place. So um, the thing that's, that's really stood out from the spring is, is guys are year, year two into the system in regards to us as coaches. Uh, didn't have a ton of turnover on the defensive side. Obviously, there were some changes that Coach Durrell made, but 
the chemistry in regards to them knowing their guys day in and day out stayed the same. Uh, that being said, it's totally different <laughs> because, you know, now there's a, there's a new voice coming from, from the room. And, and, and when you look at the spring guys that are really standing out are obviously, you know, a guy like Nate Landham. And I say that, he, you know, this is a guy who, who's recovering from the spring just to see his leadership uh, it's been amazing. And uh, talking about uh, a buff for life, he's one of those guys, those guys we can really be proud of. Uh, you look at, you look at Makai uh, and at, at who's played corner, played nickel, played all in the secondary for us. He's really made some strides and he showed a lot of toughness this off season. So the ability for us to be able to, to, to cover in this league and to be able to rush with guys like Nate and with Terrence Lang, who uh, is, is really doing a great job in regards to being a great mentor. But there's a lot of young guys this spring that stepped up, guys like Naeem Rotman, uh, Quinn Purry. Um, the, the list could go on and on and on of the guys that you see flash. And, and not only flash, but were consistent throughout the spring. So uh, I'm pleased. The thing I think we're going to do, uh, we're going to be a, in a system that's going to allow a bunch of our young guys that, that we recruited to come in and compete early. And, and I truly believe this, man. And I did the same thing with you. If you don't get those young guys involved early, it takes a while. So we're getting systems that are player friendly so we can create competition from the top of our roster to the bottom of our roster. There'll be no days off for any of us. So everybody's got to come in and work their ass off every, every, every week, every day. Defense coordinator, University of Colorado, Coach Chris Wilson, joining us here on episode 113, McChesney Unchained. Coach, I was on the phone yesterday with Coach Terrell. Uh, he actually offered uh, Josh Bates, you know, Justin's son. With that was yes. pretty pretty cool moment yesterday, uh, awesome. seeing Josh get his first offer. And and Coach Terrell said on the phone, he's like, "Look, you know, CU hasn't had a lot to really hang their hat on. We've got to change that." And he said it to me now three or four times, uh, both in person and on the phone. And I, I know he's a man of conviction and says what he means as as a coach. So. Uh, Judging by that comment and what you just said with the with the competition from top to bottom and knowing as, as a former player of yours what's expected from your guys that you don't chase the ball, you don't play. You don't play hard, you don't play. You don't know what you're doing, you don't play. That mindset and accountability I feel like is back in Boulder for the first time in a long time. Do you see that trickling down to your leaders like Lamon and Lang and Carson Wells and, and Wright, guys like that on your defense? Because that's really the veteran unit. The offense is pretty young. Oh, it is. And, and again, this, the, it's not only the expectation, it's the standard. So, you know, no one's expectation or standards are bigger than ours. And so, you know, I, I, I tell guys, you know, you don't, you, don't, you don't outplay people. You don't outcoach people on game day. That's not real. You, you don't do that. You do that during the week. You do that when guys are laying in the bed at five, you know, at six, seven a.m. And we've been up since five thirty, grinding and trying to put ourselves in the best position to have a competitive edge. And that's not to say we're not we're we're we're, we're better than anybody, but we're gonna we're gonna work until we get it done. And and the players have bought into it. They bought into the standard, and they bought into the standard that it's not going to be lower for anybody, myself included. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's the the right way to do it. Period. And uh, that's what we're going to focus on day in and day out. Coach, you guys open up next year with UNC on Friday night. I, I personally think with everything that's happened in college football and no fans, it's going to be one of the biggest openers in CU history. I mean, uh, the play, if the, if as many people as they can pack into Folsom, I know they will. Yeah, uh, People are really excited for that. 
but but that that uh, September 11th game in uh, in Sports Authority or in Power, whatever they call it now, <laughs> yeah, against against an old Big 12 foe that you know very well and, and I know very well, Texas A&M comes to town, and you and I both talked about that being a barometer game, both from a speed perspective, but also from a if you're a player. Is am I an NFL draft pick type player? And this is where we find out. So just talk about your time in the SEC at Mississippi State and everything you learned about the speed and and just the difference in culture and what AM is bringing to Denver on September 11th because it's not a Big 12 matchup anymore. Absolutely. Well, what what you do, what you learn is this, and and and, there, and there's pluses and minuses. And, and Matt, I'm going to be as transparent as I can. They're all X's to me. Yep. You know, and, and uh, we're all men and we all prepare. So they get it. We Everybody gets the same preparation. It doesn't matter if we're playing the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Everybody's going to get the same preparation day in and day out. And I don't fall in love with logos. I fall in love with, with my players, the preparation, the process, the proper process, not just the process. So, you know, that's really at the end of the day, that's all I focus on. And, and again, that doesn't mean we don't respect our opponents because we do. And that's why I don't want to jump ahead talking about, you know, the ags. And again, that's a great barometer of it. But, you know, you can't go undefeated unless you win the first. One. So you know, our, our goal is every week to improve and to find a way to win that Saturday. Because it's not the best talent that wins. It's the best team that wins on Saturdays. And it's not like college basketball where we got to win the best four out of seven. We just got to be great that Saturday, and that's really the mindset. And I, I don't, I don't create monsters. I mean, in regards to our opponents, I, I just focus on the guys that we got to get ready every day. And I believe if we do it right, we can go out and we compete against anybody in college football. And that's going to be our mindset. And, and I, I, I can't lie, I set you up for that one. I knew how you were yeah. going to answer it. And <laughs> yeah. I, look, the, the, the process of the, the team building is really what I wanted to focus on because it's the same right. when we were in the meeting room and I was one of your players, we so, never really focused. I mean, we scouted our opponents. That's not what I'm saying. Absolutely. We scouted the hell out of people, but we focused on what we did and what we did well. We didn't really care that they knew what we were going to do. We were going to do it better than them. So Sweet. with the veteran leadership you see, on, especially on your defense, what are you looking for now over the summer as they transition into more the conditioning stuff and just getting ready to go play you know, a, a daunting schedule next year and get ready for that first one. Like you said, what are you looking for now as, as you see the progression of your team going to the fall? Comprehension. I want them to come out of the fall where they can teach it. And you know, and I've seen say this with you guys, when you if you can't teach it, you don't know it. Yep. So uh, it's really big that these guys come out of fall uh, with a with a with a with a great foundation. So we had a great. I mean, we had a great. Excuse me, spring, and we created our foundation across the board. And guys like Carson Will just kept improving their standard, and 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 that's what we want to do. We want to see constant improvement. So, and that's not only in, in on the field; it's in the weight room. So, one of the things I think we've done is uh, we brought in some really great minds, some really great teachers. You, you look at a guy like Shannon Turley. You look at a guy like Demetrius Martin, and we brought in guys from with a lot of wealth, a guy like Brett Maxey, and the list can go on and on. Also a guy like Mark Smith, who we brought in from Arkansas, who I worked with at Oklahoma. So they know what the expectation, they've got a lot of, they've got a lot of credibility in winning. They know how to do it. And again, I'm big on the checking guys background. I want to see, I check receipts. And so you got a bunch of guys who develop players on and off the field. Uh, and, and they're, and they're, your players are a reflection of you. 
<laughs> they're a reflection of you. So Amen. I like, I love the mindset. I love the uh, accountability and I love the trust we're building. And, you know, we're just going to be a pack, a pack of Buffaloes. And, and you know what happens, you know, if you get this thing going in the right way, you know, you don't stand in front of a, a big herd of Buffaloes once you get it rolling. Amen and that's, that. that's the goal every week. And, 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 and I, I know that uh, that a, a group of men up there in Boulder can do special things that they all put their mind to it. You got a special group up there this year. We do. We, thought um, we do. All right. So, so look, Coach, you won a Super Bowl with the Eagles, what, in 2018, right? 18 was Some, Super Bowl? Somewhere back then. 18, when, the, when the Eagles beat the Patriots, uh, you were the defensive line coach for the Eagles, and your guys right. you guys beat the hell out of, out of that offensive line <laughs> in that game. You um, said it, I didn't. Yeah, well, then I'll say it again. Um, guys like Fletcher Cox and, you know, you, you coach Leonard Williams at, at USC who just re-signed with the Giants. And it, just talk about what what's really the difference. I know physically Fletcher's special, but mentally, what really separates your your really great players that you've coached in your career from just from just guys? Mindset. And, 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 and the biggest thing when I say mindset, because everybody says this, Here's the most critical factor in the mindset is having self-awareness of who you are, who you are. And that's what gets a lot of uh, talented guys in trouble. Uh, they, they don't they have they have blinders in regards to the things that they got to consistently grow and work on. And what you see from those great players, they are always trying to find a way to get better, a competitive edge. If it's getting in a, 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 a sleep, a sleep machine to get an extra hour of sleep for their body. If there's a new nutritional thing that has backing, they, they're finding it. Study and take, you know, they just, they're relentless. I mean, they're just freaking relentless. So a lot of people like to say, well, it's just talent. And I, it's not, it's not talent alone. It's that mindset that, that I'm going to dominate you every snap I go out there and compete. And they know when that happens, that happens in the off season. That happens when nobody's looking. And so that's the kind of culture that we're trying to create. And that's what sets those guys apart. For a guy like Leonard Williams to have 110 tackles his senior, I mean his junior year before he goes, you can't teach that. But what you As can do is 110. What you can do is create a culture and a system that that let guys thrive. And, and, and again, I love personality, but I like guys who can back it up. And, and again, that, like we said, that's a day-to-day thing. And so that's what we're creating, the consistency, the accountability. That, that And we measure everything every day. Every day you got to get on the scale. <laughs> so, so that's what it so is. I, I, don't, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the, the ones that are close to you obviously do. But your your son, Caleb, was a tight end for the, for the Eagles. Yes, uh, he is. And, you know, living his dream in the NFL and doing it well, working his ass off. Um, I, I've obviously known Caleb since he was a whip at, at CU back in the day. Um, what get, giving just opinion as a coach, okay, as a former NFL coach and as a father, not just necessarily talking to Caleb, but what kind of advice would you give him as a father, as a player, and then as an NFL coach as a player? Because obviously, I'm sorry. Well, the first thing I, I, I tell him is, is, is number one, is, is, is be true to yourself. You know, because this is a tough industry and it's, it's built for tough people. I mean, I'm talking about across the board. So I'm always big on him with his self-awareness and I'm candid. You know me. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't mean I mean, I'm very candid. And again, I don't sugarcoat the truth, um, I, but I, I do it in a manner that now that I've gotten a little bit more mature as a man and I, that I try to present it in, in manners that I used to then always do. But um uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I don't, I, there's no, there's no kid gloves. 
and that he knows that uh, he can come here and stay a couple of weeks if, if, he, if he doesn't make it, but he's got to go out and earn. So now he knows that every day he shows up, he's got to earn his way. And uh, this is year going into year three for him. I'm super proud of him as a dad. But as a coach, I'm super proud of him because he, he takes on some of your mannerisms. He says, Dad, when, when they're sleeping, I'm working. And, you know, when you see it and it's actually putting the work, it's, it's kind of fun to watch. And you're seeing this growth. This season is a big season for him, obviously, year three. You know how your big year three is in oh, yeah, a contract huge. year. So uh, he's got to really solidify himself. And, and, and the, our mantra this, this offseason has been nothing we did last year was good enough. Not, four and two and going to a bowl game was great, but it was, it, it's not good enough. Not good enough. It's not good enough. So what are we going to do different to get to, to improve? And that's, that's the mindset. And that, I mean, that's the mindset you're telling your son and who's playing for the Eagles. You're telling your players who are in your meeting room. It's the mindset you tell me when I call you and we talk shop, which, which right. we do regularly. Um, the, the great coach Wilson, defensive coordinator for the university of Colorado joins us here on episode 113, McChesney Unchained. Uh, coach, lastly, yeah. I just wanted to take, you know, a little bit to thank you because the, as a, as a coach down here with, you know, there's Mason Maddox and Blake Weiner and, and Mason Mitchell are all going up to, to cut their teeth and see if they can make it in college football under your tutelage this year. And they're going to do great. Dungeon family kids up in, in Boulder. And I, uh, you know, you, you, you were saying that, you know, your, 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 your guys take your mannerisms on and, and, and brother, that's the truth. I, I learned so much from you as a man, as a coach. And I try to apply that on a daily basis down here at six zero and really, I'm hard on my guys, but they know that I love them. And that I learned that from you. I learned yeah. that from you, coach. And uh, the, the men up there in Boulder are very, very lucky to have you in that, that, that coordinate, that coordinator role and being the leader of that defense. Right. I can only imagine how nasty this defense is going to be. They're going to be fast and physical and oh my God, they're going to get in someone's ass on game. I can't wait. <laughs> well, you know, some, we, we've still, we're still going in the fourth quarter. We call this well phase three. And so, again, we got a lot of work, Matt, this uh, offseason to do. Uh, guys are coming back. We got a plan for them, leaving for spring, and they're getting back. And they understand that, they, that it starts in the weight room. It, it starts in the film room. Again, a lot of these are, 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 are player-run practices. We can't be there on a day-to-day -day basis. So what we've done is, is, is given them ideas of how this is going to look moving forward. So with that being said, I'm not going to put the cart before the horse. But the thing that, that we're going to do, and uh, hopefully while we're here, is we're going to be physical. We're going to play fast, and we're going to be smart. And so uh, you're going to have to beat us. And, you know, and that's the thing in college football. You know, you just got to be great that Saturday. What we don't want to do is beat ourselves, and we, we don't ever want to turn out the tape and see that anybody's out working us. And, and those are things that we can control and that we have to control moving forward. Defense coordinator for your Golden Colorado Buffaloes, Mr. Chris Wilson, joining us here on episode 113 of Chessing and Chain. Coach, thank you so much for coming on the show. I love Always, you, man. brother. Keep up love you back. Work. We'll talk soon. Go Buffs. Talk soon. Go Buffs. So great to have Coach Wilson on the show today. Uh, he's he's taught me so much as a man, as a coach, as a father. Uh, he he's just he's such a great role model uh, to me and so many. I can't tell you how many guys I know that played both in Boulder, but all over the country. They played for him at Mississippi State. They played for him at USC. They played for him in Philadelphia. 
You know, his his uh, assistant defensive line coach up there won a Super Bowl with him, played at Stanford, and everybody raves about the relationship they have with that man, myself included. Uh, it's it's why I try and be more than just a coach to my guys uh, because of the the lessons and the the tutelage I got from that man. And I know he's going to have them boys just chomping at the bit to go out there and play this year. I love how humble he is, but I know deep down he he he's uh he's eager to go kick someone's ass. That's just the the uh, the mentality and the mindset that that old Chris Wilson brings to the table. Um, today's show was awesome. Uh, we want to tell you about our, our neighbors at uh, Maven Hemp. They do a great job uh, supplementing the recovery over here at Six Zero, uh, and and helping me a ton, both on anxiety and sleep. And uh, I, I use it all the time after my workouts from the CBD pills to the tincture to the muscle rub. Uh, my man Zeb over here has got his shit together at, at Maven Hemp. They're our neighbor, and they are the shit. Go check them out at mavenhemp.com. Uh, use the promo code 60 and they'll give you 10% off your order. Uh, but uh, they are doing a great job uh, helping the athletes here at 60 Recover. So check them out. Episode 113 is a wrap. Uh, I will say this lastly, okay? This is a PS for the day. <sighs> the fact that Colin Kaepernick can't get a job in the NFL, but Tim Tebow can, is an absolute travesty. It is a travesty. It is a travesty. And if you're actually agreeing with Tebow and you're one of these dipshits that's out here making it the number one selling jersey in football, you're the problem. You're a fanboy. And I, I just, I can't, I can't do it, man. This poster board infatuation with Tim Tebow is, is unbelievable to me. I cannot believe that people are this naive and stupid to think that having that man on the roster is good in any way, shape, or form. If you're a Jacksonville fan, the development of Trevor Lawrence is going to be hindered by the distraction of Tim Tebow. If you're an Urban Meyer fan and you actually think that's a good hire, everything you say to me right now, if you are, if you are agreeing with this and you think it's a good thing and you're, and you're defending Urban Meyer, I don't think you know what you're talking about when it comes to football. This is a travesty and it's going to end badly in some way, shape, or form. It's either going to be every single person in Jacksonville trying to get a refund for their 85 jerseys that they just bought for $110 in NFL.com because he gets cut, or Tim Tebow is going to get fucking crippled because I don't care if he went out and lifted weights and shit. He hasn't played in eight years. So here's the PS. PS, Tim Tebow, your fucking NFL career is over, dog. Hang it up. It's okay. Episode 113 is a wrap, just like Tim Tebow's fucking future if he doesn't take it easy across the middle. Target. Could anyone say it's on your chest? Maybe. Goodbye, folks. <laughs>